Welcome back, you guys, to the Midlife Movement. It has been a hot minute since I've been on, and uh, life's been a hot mess, but all in a good way, you guys. Life is great, even when there's obstacles in our path, but mine have been few. So I just wanted to jump on because it has been a minute, and I have been wanting to continue our conversation on chasing hormones. And moving forward, there's so much to talk about with this, and there's, again, so many things I'm going to go over, but Seriously, if I had a dime for every woman that literally comes into my path, into my gym, all the way through to this past weekend, that has the same conversation, oh, this is why this information is so important to get out. Every woman that steps in here from 40 years old up, and I have to giggle because I love when women come in and they're like, I'm 40. Okay. I mean, I don't remember thinking I was old. I remember, well, 40 was different for me. I had a lot of things happening and I was in my mindset looking at 40 as like, yeah, bring it on. I'm going to be better than I was in my 20s and my 30s. But unfortunately, that's not the narrative in our society. Society says once you turn 40, once you turn 50, babe, you are over the hill. Your doctors, which we're going to talk a lot of that Western medicine uh, nonsense is just going to sit there and tell you how you got to slow down and you really can't function and do things the way you did in your 20s and your 30s. And it's not true. There's so much garbage conversation out there. And unfortunately, so many women just believe it because they'd rather believe it because it's so much easier to sit there and take it all in and then complain and bellyache and gain the weight and feel lethargic and not have sex with their husbands and then get pissed that their husbands are off at, you know, watching porn or uh, at Hooters checking out some cute girls over there. Ladies, knock that shit off. You have control over everything and I'm going to help you through it. All right. But there's some things that your doctors aren't telling you. And unless you are becoming the advocate, which I'm learning over time, I'm going to be 55 in November. Bring it on, bitches. But we have to become our own advocate and we have to do the research. If you're seeing a Western medicine doctor, I'm certain that you're not getting a clear conversation on even what the hormones are doing when they say you're going through the change and what it means when you start to lose estrogen. Do you even understand what estrogen does in the body? When I ask these questions, most don't. So going back to the fact that if I had a dime for every woman that walks in here with the same conversation and the breakdown goes like this, yep, I'm this weight or I'm this age, I've now gained X amount of weight I'm on, I'm now type two diabetic or I'm borderline diabetic. Um, My body fat is up. My weight is up. Uh, I might have a thyroid condition. Um, You know, my insulin level, uh, yada, yada, yada. Oh, and I've got, now they're saying I have arthritis and I shouldn't be doing lifting or I shouldn't be doing any high packed things. The list goes on. And unfortunately, us women just buy into it. So for every woman that comes in here, more than half of them are on blood pressure medication, metformin uh, for diabetes. Um, They've got joint-related issues. They've got stomach-related issues. So they're on and they're medicated. And the doctors are so excited to medicate you. Oh, Oh, and don't forget your mental health. Oh, you're feeling sad. You're moody. You're cranky. You're a bitch. Let me give you some medication for that too. So these women are coming in and they're not wanting to be on this 
But every time they have a, talk, a conversation with their doctor, the doctor's like, oh, no, no, no. Well, let me change the medication. Well, yeah, why don't you go for a walk or why don't you try to lose some weight? And why don't you exercise? Ladies, that's all you're going to get from them because they do not go to medical school to treat the root cause of the problem. It's all on symptoms and they're paired with pharmaceuticals. So they go to school for medicine. I need you to understand this, understand that. Unless you're working with an integrative functional medicine, holistic practitioner, they have the ability to help you get off meds, look at a broader um, blood panel and start really breaking down each one of your systems to literally help you understand what's been influencing the change which is oftentimes a lot of different endocrine disruptors, which we're going to talk about. Um, and they're all, guess what, ladies? You, you can control every last one of them. The only thing we can't control is the fact that every single day that we wake up and we're on this planet, we are aging, which just means it's a number, right? We're just by number getting older. But you have the ability to age gracefully, and actually, at whatever age you're at right now listening to this, you could be 55, you could be 72, you could be 60. There's never going to be a moment where you can't change the outlook of your future, You that you can't change the genome and the outlook of your cells. I need you to understand that. DNA, boom, laid in sand, blueprint, you can't change that. But you can change the direction and where you are going to go. All right, so let's just base, let me just give you a baseline here. If you don't know what estrogen means or what it has been doing in your body, right, it regulates the growth, the development, and the physiology of the human reproductive system. It also influences your neuroendocrine, skeletal, adipose tissues, and cardiovascular systems. So think about that for a minute. From the time you were born and really until you're about 30, it's been doing amazing things for you, right? Like you had the ability to climb things and jump and you were an amazing athlete or if you didn't participate in sports, that's fine. But you were still, your 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 muscular tissue, your bone density, everything was doing amazing. And this was, of course, if you didn't have any conditions, right? Uh, health conditions in that moment. So let's just say you're somebody who was doing pretty darn good, right? Um but you were on fire, you know, we were able to produce babies and have great sex and have our joints lubricated and all parts of our body, you know, were just functioning and being able to stabilize our mood, build that muscle, that estrogen was being able to tell us when to eat, how much to eat, all sorts of things, right? It was there and it was actually dictating everything and helping you feel like a rock star. But then all of a sudden... 30s come along and we start slowly losing estrogen, right? But it's really not until we get into our 40s and that we start feeling the effects of it, right? And it starts to fuck with all those mechanisms. And now here's where it gets ugly, right? Because all of a sudden we went from, we think, because we weren't really paying attention to our bodies, but we were feeling really amazing until all of a sudden, yeah, we're lethargic, our bones hurt, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking there's something awful going on, could be, you know, the, all those, as the estrogen starts to slow down and we start to lose progesterone, progesterone and insulin, right? And the testosterone goes down, the growth hormones slow down, right? Age can start to creep in. 
but we're not taught about how to be ahead of the game. And being ahead of the game really just means, you guys, like I say all the time, it is about what you're eating, when you are eating, how much you are eating, the exercise or lack of that you're doing, your environmental things, your lifestyle, your habits, um, your vices. You have to take everything into consideration and everything that you do all day long is going to have a profound effect on your hormones and how you age through menopause. And that's why I keep hanging out here with food. And I think that sometimes people are like, oh, she's going to give me like some magic, you know, cure. There is no magic cure. I just got done reading an amazing book. It's called Women, Food, and Hormones. And it's by Sarah, Dr. Sarah Godfrey. Um, amazing book. Um, I'll put it in here for you guys to plug. I listened to it on audio and then ended up buying it. Um, she just lays it out just like every other uh, functional med integrative doctor that I've read. It all goes back to what we are eating, putting in our body and putting on our bodies because those are the endocrine disruptors. Let's talk first about what we put on our body. And I talked about this in my last one. The Our FDA approves over 10,000 additives, preservatives, uh, dyes, chemically altered things that we are allowed to put on top of our bodies topically. So then you think about uh, the majority of the sunscreens and the daily moisturizers and your things that you're washing your body with and you're washing your hair with, your mouthwash, your toothpaste. When you look at some of your friends and you're like, oh my God, you're so, why are you so crazy about like making sure that you get all of these off brands, you know, all these, uh, you know, organic brands? Well, because they don't want any of that shit in their body, right? And then you look at the food. And when we talk to our tribe members about, you know, teaching them in my Cleanse the Palate program that I've built, it's all about learning and understanding food, whole food versus products, right? And if you can't read, you can't even like pronounce that first three ingredients in food, you need to put it back. Yeah, it looks good. It smells good. It's easy. You can put it in the oven or you can put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. And now Johnny, Susie, and, and your kids and everybody has like a meal. Keep feeding that to your kids, and then you're going to continue to see the rise in neurological conditions, boys with breast, girls getting periods at seven and eight years old. You guys, it has to stop, and it's not normal, and it, it, it should never be normal that any of that is happening, but it's on the rise because us parents and us Americans are not taking control, and we can. Just stop buying the shit. Just stop buying the shit and stop ingesting it and stop trying to, you know, be in denial that it's hurting you because it's definitely hurting your kids. Anyway, that's a tangent that we'll go off on another time. But when I talk about food and the whole food versus product, every last one of my members who has done my program and done this cleanse the palate has literally understood the difference and they've felt the difference and they've seen the difference. I right now have a member I'm so like stinking jazzed about. She came to me as one of a typical woman in her 50s who has every last condition that I talked about. She's got, she's on metformin, type 2 diabetic. She didn't eat that well. She's overweight, um, low, um, um, low energy, hadn't worked out really in forever. Um, just all of the conditions that come with menopause right? On every last drug that she could be on. She's like, I don't want to be on these. I'm like, okay, 
you got to have patience with the process. We're going to start training to start strength training. We'll talk about that in a minute. You guys, three days in, pricked her finger. She's normally over 140 on her sugar levels, down to 100 and 105. Has maintained that on her first week on my cleanse. That's what I want to hear. I don't really give two shits how much they weigh because I teach them about visceral fat, sub-Q, how to read their BMR. But those numbers going down, that's what we want. And I can see the inflammation leaving. I just had another member today, six days out. No, I'm sorry, seven days out, lost 15 pounds last week. And that's not fats. That's a lot of inflammation and a lot of toxins in the body, which I teach them. But there's so much that goes on when you start to change your bad habits for better and when you start to understand what food is doing inside your body to those hormones, sending those signals to the other receptors and, and either doing A, helping those systems work together in, in harmony or jack shit up in there, disrupt things and make you more sick and more unhealthy. So that's my, I'm, I'm going to just kind of stop with the whole talk about the food because there's so much more to go into. Um, there is a couple of doctors that I love following and listening to. Um, one of them is a huge proponent on strength training. She's like, women have to start lifting hashtag heavy shit. It's so true. I'm somebody who knew that a long time ago. I actually didn't really know let me let me restate that. Didn't know how much it was helping my hormones as I was aging until later and after I did this research and heard all this information. But I was just somebody who loved to lift heavy and loved to challenge my body. And again, I'm going to put this out there. If I had a dime for every woman, every one of those women that came into the gym, came into my world, and the first thing they'd say is, okay, well, I know I need to start exercising but I really don't want to lift weights. I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to get heavy. Oh, God. Ugh, I want to vomit because it's not their fault that they're having that conversation with me. It's because it's the conversation out there in the world, in our nation, right? Because everybody wants to lose weight. And, and how do the Kardashians and how do the celebrities and how do all of them talk about losing weight? They do drastic, restrictive caloric things they take pills. Now they're taking, now they're getting shot with something. I mean, it just, it's great. They're getting some sort of shot, right? To lose drastic weight, anything to do with drastic, not to actually work hard for it, right? But they're doing these caloric restrictive things. And then they're on cardio stair masters and all that crap for 90 minutes, six days a week, or they're over at Orange Theory doing that same thing, plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And they're all like, well, I don't understand. Like I lost 10 pounds, 20 pounds in the beginning, but now I'm not because there's so much more to it. Sure, maybe when you were 15, 18, and 25, you could go run a half marathon and you could do 90 minutes five days a week and you could still feel amazing and you could look lean. But we've got to change this conversation. We have to change this narrative from wanting to be thin and skinny and emancipated to and looking like, you know, just not well, like looking not healthy to a strong, fit, and fabulous woman. We need to change that narrative. And it's hard. And I know it's hard because I have to say that to myself because there's been many times in my life where I'm just like, oh, God, I'm not even five feet tall. 
I put five pounds on me. It feels like, you know, 25. I've always been somebody who's who's just genetically, muscularly dense, and, and that's just how I am. And I have tried to not be muscular Mary, and it got me in bad places, uh, not only mentally, not only physically, but mentally. So for women, we have to change that narrative. And it's not about getting skinny. We have to stop approaching things about getting skinny, about losing weight, and stop putting the emphasis on that, on being overweight, on the fat. Let's stop emphasizing the fat and why don't we shift it and start emphasizing muscle. But see, nobody wants to talk about muscle because again, for women, there's this conversation where, ugh, I mean, I don't want to look like a CrossFit chick. I've actually had women stand in front of me and go, I mean, you you look amazing, but I don't want to, I really don't want to look like that. Like as if I'm not, you know, um, offended by what you just said, which I'm not. I just kind of giggle and go, good God, you've got like 640 muscles in your body, which you don't even realize you have, right? Because nobody studies the anatomy. What do you want? What? Because if you're not strengthening, and even if you're not doing some sort of heavy lifting, ladies, look back at your grandparents, look back at your parents, not all of them, but most of them. Women never were in the gym lifting weights. God forbid they wanted to be petite and dainty and frail. Well, guess what? Look at them when they got to their 65, 70s, 80s. They're frail as shit and they're breaking. How many of how many older people in the aging population do you know who've broken hips, knees, um, and they're they're wheel wheel bound, you know, they're they're in it's it's not where you want to be. That should not be the norm. But again, the conversation in our nation is you're fabulous in your 20s, you're fabulous in your 30s, your 40s, you're starting to creep up that hill, 50s, you're at the top, 60s, you're starting to go down the hill, and by 65 and then 70, you're going to start to be a burden on your family and your children, you're going to go to a nursing home, and uh, there's where you're just going to kind of rot away. I hate to say it that way, but that is the narrative in our nation, and that is what everybody thinks is okay and should happen. And I'm here to tell you that, good Lord, no, no, that's not how I'm going to go. I'm not going to be a burden to my children. I'm going to age the best that I can. I have a grandbaby now who just turned a year old, and you bet your sweet ass that she is going to be squatting with her grandma, doing cartwheels and running half marathons for as long as I can, just because I'm going to be 55. Remember when your grandparents couldn't get up and down from the ground? They stopped playing ball with you. Remember when your parents stopped playing ball with you and stopped kicking the ball? Because, oh, I can't, my knees hurt. Oh, I can't run around, I'm too old. How many times do you hear people say, I'm too old, I'm too old, I'm too old? We need to get out of that mindset, you guys, and we have to change the narrative. So that's all I wanted to come on here today because there's so much more conversation that I'm going to have. I'm going to get some ladies from my tribe who we can just sit and talk about this stuff all day long, but they've had some really amazing um, aha moments and some significant changes in their lifestyles, in their stats, in their bodies. Um, it's just, I can't wait to to talk to you about the amazing things that have happened here at um, my gym, which is True Fitness, um, which is also part of my midlife movement. 
which I'm going to continue to plug um, everywhere because we just have to change the way we think about aging um, and have to stop supporting the nonsense of the pills, the surgeries, and all of that stuff, and the doctors and the prescriptions. You know, some things are necessary, and I get that. There are some times where there really is a thyroid problem or there really is an adrenal gland condition or there really is some underlying factor okay so do yourself a favor don't wait for the doctor to tell you what to do he's not going to you get your ass into google and you start researching it and you start expanding your knowledge on what the hell is happening with your body nobody else is going to take care of you except for you i need you to understand that nobody's going to come and help you and save you Your loved ones love you, but they don't know. You want to get better. You want to get healthier. You want to be fit and fabulous and stop walking around with this loaded pressure in your head that, well, I have to carry this extra weight around because everybody else is. I I need to feel miserable because everybody else is. If I had a dime for every woman that walks in here and tells me that they're not sleeping in the same bed with their husband anymore and they're like 50, what? Like... I'm not married and I have a significant other, but we're not living together. I crave to be in the same bed with him and I'm going to be 55. Like, how do you, but, but again, that's a conversation that every, every woman, (laughs) there's so many toxic conversations that I've heard in the past, but they think it's funny. Yeah, well, we don't have sex anymore. You know why they're not having sex anymore? Is because they're pissed at what they've allowed happen in their body and with their body. So they would rather talk smack about it instead of fixing it and doing something about it. But those will be the same damn women that are going to be pissed when they find out that their husband is messing around or, like I said, looking at porn or doing something else. It works both ways, baby. You want him to be healthy, he wants you to be healthy. And I'm not saying that you guys have to be a certain size, but feeling your best and feeling sexy in whatever clothes size you are matters, you guys. Don't don't just like step out of those relationships because you don't want to take the initiative to change and fix yourself. So you'd rather sit there with the rest of the population and just bellyache and all those bellyaching women that get together, you know who they are. They're sitting in the suburbs, they're playing cards at night and they're a husband bashing and just talking smack. Stay away from, they're toxic, they're toxic. And that's another thing that we work on here um, at my gym and with my programs, a lot of self-development talking about self-care and how important it is to take care of yourself in every way through massage through chiropractic through exercise through just through journaling I mean I've done a lot and have changed a lot of my mental um, area over time with journaling listening to happy podcasts listening to educational podcasts um, realizing that there were people in my circle that didn't I wasn't benefiting from which is another podcast because sometimes women think that they have to be continue to be friends with everybody that you've been friends with since you were 18 25 30 when you started having kids and now your 50s you change they change 
And sometimes you can't carry everybody with you, and that's okay. And sometimes you have to disconnect for a while, for a season, and sometimes you end up coming back full circle. But most of the time, ladies, you won't, and you have to be okay with that. If you want to grow and grow in every facet and area of your life when it comes to your um, health, comes to your career, relationships, you have to continue to grow with the people that are willing to support you. And when I say support you, the ones that are going to give you tough love. And I have a couple of females in my life. If I didn't have them to call when I've been feeling down and low and kind of getting into my little victim you know, stage, they'll call me out on it, give me that tough love. You know, sometimes it hurts, but they dig deep because they love me. And that's what we need, you guys, because at this stage of the game, there is no time to waste with bullshit and with people that are fake, with people that say, oh, you're doing an amazing job and you're doing an amazing things. And then all of a sudden they get out from in front of you and they're back with the group. And now they're talking smack. You know who they are. They're in every town, they're in every little suburb, and you have to depart from them. Let them go be, let them go be angry, let them go be, uh, you know, chasing that conversation and whatever makes them feel good. But anyway, it's 25 minutes in, I've said enough, catch me back on the next episode, I'm going to have some ladies with me, we're just going to talk some more hardcore uh, hormones what their amazing changes have been. And I hope I hear from you guys too. Enjoy your day.